Tyler from Youth Fountain is here. What's up, brother? How are you? Yo. Thanks for coming by. How, how's it how's it going <laughs> dude i mean i mean it, it couldn't get any better honestly but uh we have a lot to talk about because you're i would technically say you've released a couple other eps but your sophomore album keepsakes and reminders will be out november 5th and i can only imagine how you feel about that because it's like right around the corner i know man it's been a it's been a really really long time coming because some of these songs too i've i've uh i've had the bank since like 20 uh maybe 2017 near the end of 2017 and and wow. yeah i've even um even like the song scavenger that i just put out like that was written pretty close to after like i put out the last record of letters to our former selves and i've had i've seen i've seen a few people be like oh it kind of gives me the same vibes and and and, and and it should because it was written pretty pretty close to that same time it has that kind of vibe and it's just been so so exciting having this finally come out because <laughs> i've just been waiting for so long oh here. i can only imagine scavengers is a, scavengers aggressive too and i love it so it's yeah. like you know I, I i thought that it would be a good first single to, to kind of um you know showcase the album just so um i don't know because there's there's a few other tracks on the record that are i don't know i try to do different kind of it still sounds like youth fountain but maybe like a little poppier or okay. a little like there's some faster songs there's there's some more softer songs but i wanted I, I didn't want to be too jarring and i wanted to release something that's just like it's it's like the to me that's the most like original og youth fountain song on this record that's coming out to me at least yeah i do you have a song that's gonna be a uh breakthrough song like if it means a lot to you like is, is, is that um, song on there yeah i mean there's there, it's not a single there's there's one song that's probably there's there's two songs that i think are are gonna do well not as singles um uh, there's a song called jinxed that's uh kind of softer a little bit more like a state champsy kind of vibe maybe like a it's kind of i don't know to me it kind of reminds me of like uh what's the band called I can't think of the band right now. It'll probably come to me later, but it's just like a really early 2000s kind of like a ballad song. And I really like it. The lyrics mean a lot to me. And also another kind of slow song called Dark Grey. Those are not going to be singles, but I think they're going to, I think they'll be like a fan favorite off the record. I've at least I've shown other people and they're like, yeah, I really like these songs a lot. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, well, when I go through the comments like on YouTube and such and like anything through social media of your personal or youth fans, like, the the audience and the fan group that you have like really are stoked to hear this out especially because there are a lot of roots coming from your your previous album into this one too so it's like yeah. and and fans always you know oh well, they change they're not the same and stuff and like everybody has their opinion but i think like with how you're going about releasing this record it's really going to be a little more diverse than your previous one but you're still keeping the same sound in a sense because these songs are a little bit around the same time yeah. that you wrote the other yeah. the other album mm -hmm. there, there's even um a couple riffs that i had that i've made into songs that i i wrote before I even did the first record so like there's some old songs i had in the bank for a while wow. yeah so that's exciting too but like it still definitely to me sounds like the band but i don't know i i went with like an actual producer this time an engineer that that helped kind of like shape the songs to sound a little better than the last record because i just did the last record by myself on my laptop so like i just did the best i could but now like with the, with, yeah and when, then with like a actual budget you know i was able to to make something a little sounds uh, you know more professional so i don't mm -hmm. know there's probably gonna be some people that obviously are just like i miss like the more like <laughs> i don't know i miss the the raw shittier maybe sound but 
I don't know. Band, bands always evolve, and the yeah. bands always can. You can't even if like you know, I, I, if I wrote like the same kind of stuff as the first record, people would be like, "This band just sounds like they write the same songs over and over again." You know? Yep. You can't you win, can't dude. Everybody, you really can't. No, nope. as long as you're happy and what you're releasing is, you know, exactly yeah. what you thought was gonna be. And I'm now because like pure noise is a part of this, um, which is great because I hear a lot of good things about pure noise, like uh friends from action adventure on it um, yeah, yeah. seafloor cinema just got signed to pure noise yeah. and such like there's a lot of really good collective bands off the label and such um but essentially when youth found started you were put you, you were putting your content on a youtube channel called dreambound now yeah that's not easy to get on because we've tried to put it on a couple times and like you know we have good music but like i feel like we fit the vibe because they have that midwest emo post hardcore metalcore yeah. whatever but do you think yeah. that if do you think it would have if you put your content on like your own social platforms instead of putting it in front in front of a large audience like that that you found would not have the yeah the, the, the fan base behind this like you think dreambound was like a huge part of your success because putting yourself in like in front of three hundred thousand people who subscribe to that channel must have been really That's fucking huge. cool to get the opportunity, yeah. Totally, man. I mean, in all honesty, like when I when I started the project Bedroom Talk, I just like put I had a few of those songs in the last record that were just like shitty demos on my YouTube channel or SoundCloud and like, you know, no one really listened to them. Like I'm I've never been one to to know much about marketing or promotion or anything like that. I just write songs. <laughs> I just write songs right. cuz I like writing songs and like I think that they're cool. And like, you know, I'd had a handful of people being like, this is sweet, but you know, it takes, it takes that push. It takes someone that, that knows what the hell they're doing. And, uh, when Dreambound came into the picture, when I started actually recording full band versions of the songs, um, it was really lucky that they found what I did and like, they, they kind of liked it. Cause I, I think Dreambound is really selective of what they want to put on, which I think is a big reasons why Dreambound like does so well is because Manny, the guy who's behind Dreambound is like super, super particular it seems. And like, I feel like you got to kind of have this vibe that like he just for some reason gels with. And I was, I was, I was, I was super stoked that he was into that. But, um, yeah, like they were a huge, huge help. And I do, I do not think that if we didn't have the help from them, we would not have gotten, you know, noticed nearly, nearly as fast because <laughs> cause they, yeah, they, they played a part. But there's also a lot of bands too. You can put stuff on Dreambound and not a lot of people like watch it. It's just like kind of like luck of the day and whenever people like put on something and it, it's, it's super, super random. And I think it's just like a, a luck kind of thing and I, i'm super grateful that that when i when we put out the song blooms that was like the first entry <laughs> and yeah. people liked it people so, loved it right off the bat well we've tried getting on there as well and it's really hard to find these platforms to put yourself on out there and um i've discovered my own like niche on tiktok and such i've talked about a lot on the podcast but yeah. um it's crazy and and we were talking off the record like my goal is to basically do what dreambound is doing and like really promote these bands that deserve to be recognized in certain ways where you can get that kind of engagement because that this this youtube channel has a track record of like really fucking prominent bands that are now starting to really hit the mainstream i mean like hollow front yeah. is going on tour with Dayseeker, and we came as romans for the tenure of the plant seed and yours truly i mean 
dude, they're just incredible from Australia. So it's like, yeah, yeah that I, I, I'm super thankful for you guys to have that platform to do that because maybe you found wouldn't be the same. Maybe we wouldn't oh. know who you found was, you know? Very true. And, you know, I've made sure to, to always thank Manny from Dreambound every every time that I have in, like, all the record descriptions. And, you know, we've we've always been a supporter of Dreambound. And, you know, I definitely think that he's 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 played a huge part to help out the project. And I really sincerely can't thank that dude enough. <laughs> that's so, that's so crazy. It, it just blows my mind, dude. It really does. Yeah. Like, when you see those kinds of numbers, because, like, it, obviously you know the music's great like when i got introduced to youth found it was with deadlocked like like right off the bat like oh nice that was Sweet. my intro to the band in itself and i was like whoa like and i was like oh mark's managing this band get the fuck out of here this is sick <laughs> mark's my old manager what's up woodbridge um but uh yeah dude and like it's just casually been you know getting more and more successful over the years too and with the pandemic it really hurt everybody so like oh, totally. you know um and you're yeah. going on tour with Corey, um in 2022 Corey wells in march for the uk Euro, February, right? close. yeah close enough february yeah. okay close enough yeah 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 so i mean that's i'm glad you're able to get out on the road Man, that too. soon too dude yeah i mean i haven't i haven't played a show since like end of 2019 and um oh we i mean we kind of did uh we we have like a whole like live session that we're going to be releasing soon so that was like kind of like the closest to playing a show mm -hmm. which um i don't know it was it was weird to be playing music again but um all through february it's going to be like an acoustic kind of thing though so i'm just going to be playing my acoustic guitar singing and then i have another member who's playing all the leads and backup acoustic stuff but uh regardless uh, you know Corey wells is acoustic act too right. um but I've never, I've never left this continent, you know. So I, I'm just, I'm super grateful that I'll be going somewhere to play, to play the songs that I've written, you know, and <laughs> just be playing at a different country and different countries, you know, like all these places I've never been, and it's gonna be cool, um, you know, even even if it's just for like a month, <laughs> it's gonna be sweet seeing all these different cities and meeting people that I probably would have never met before. So uh, I'm, I'm happy that I could, I could do something like that in my lifetime. So yeah, we have to bug pure noise to bring you to the States. Dude. Yeah, do. I hope, I hope it happens. I, uh, I mean, I'm, I missed, I missed doing that. I missed going all through the States. I hope that, uh, hope something, a cool opportunity for I don't know, us to open for, uh, for, for a cool band or something like that. I hope, I hope something, something comes our way but um you know for the time being not nothing yet but i'm, I'm keeping positive for sure no nah, we'll make it happen dude i'll just talk about you on tiktok and we'll be like get this band to the fucking states right now but the thing is like there's so many prominent bands from fucking canada so it's like you guys calling all captains we were sharks like there's yeah. like a really lot of prominent acts coming out of this country like more so than wait state champs from canada no uh, no i think they're actually from like upstate new york yeah they are okay yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know why they, i thought they were from canada <laughs> maybe i'm thinking of neck deep because they're from the uk that's why yeah 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 but a lot of the prominent bands are really coming from the like the canadian like country and stuff so it's really cool and like that was off the record my first tour in canada was with the sharks and your first tour in the states was with the sharks yeah like, when when you toured canada though did you did you go to the the west coast like uh, bc or no or i'm from or no well we went to like ontario Ottawa. no 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 we went to toronto ottawa montreal. hamilton 
I think we went to Montreal. Yeah, it was like a it was like a weekend. It was like four dates. It was really fucking oh, yeah. sick. That just means that you just went all around the uh, East Coast a little. We bit. did. We did like a massive circle. That's, yeah. That's that's when everyone thinks of Canada from the states. <laughs> that's Canada. <laughs> <laughs> When it's like this huge land of nothing and then like for for where i'm from man it's like in the very corner of canada that's on the west coast it's just like the little lower mainland and then like the further east you go it's just fucking like driving for 16 hours until you hit calgary or edmonton and then another fucking like 20 hours until like Jesus Christ. like dude, canada's huge man it's just it's, nothing yeah it, it's intimidating it's, well, it it's like i don't know it's funny, like, you, you drive through, like, Wyoming or, like, all through, like, Kansas and, like, all that. That's, like, the closest to, like, you know, when you're driving through, like, from where we're from, going all the way to the across Canada is, like, that's why no one really tours Canada. Or that's why a lot of bands don't like to come to Vancouver because, like, they don't want to drive through the Rockies and it's huge. And also, I feel like, coming, even if you're in Seattle and you want to drive, like, four hours up to where i where vancouver is like no one wants to cross the border <laughs> yeah that's so crazy so you're clear that close to alaska is what you're saying like you're like that <laughs> no, close. no 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 alaska is super far up there like, i hear a lot of weird stories about alaska and bands coming through like it's very do rare band, do shows even happen up in that state they do um this dude dewey came on the podcast he has his own called the peer pleasure and like when bands would come through for like um all, uh, uh alaska shows and shit they'd be sold out yeah. immediately because they never fucking come dude <laughs> like, yeah. it's yeah, just like just nearly impossible true. yeah it just makes me feel like i wonder if there's like a scene up there just like how i, I feel like there's not much of a scene in uh the states and like down in like mississippi or like um alabama or like is there like do bands even play shows around there not really dude seems. when we were on warp tour we played an alabama date and like i think maybe a hundred plus people watched silverstein i was like what the fuck is happening why are we in alabama out of all places oh, for this shit. tour in the midwest like there wasn't that many people and it was so fucking hot that we actually played our set i think my bass player and i sat in the tent at the time and, I was, and after an hour i was like we're going back to the bus fuck this dude like we're packing up like i don't want to be here right now <laughs> and then we just went to a hooters like fucking two miles down the road and just fucking got wasted and talked shit with while we're eating chicken wings but dude i don't see i don't see a lot of like bands really coming or going into alabama for shows it's just like it sounds like it's like in the middle of nowhere yeah. but i think a couple festivals happen there okay so i don't know like it's yeah. very interesting yeah it seems like there's just like a like there's spots in the states that like no one really tends to like play shows around obviously like hawaii like yeah. fucking take sick. a boat with all of that'd your equipment be, that'd be amazing <laughs> it would be a, dude but guess what it'd be a fucking wild show like if you have that much of like a fucking popularity and that you with as a band or an artist like Dude, you're easily selling out that show, and people are freaking out because you never fucking come around. I know. That would be pretty sweet. Like, or like the Warped Tour cruises that they – I don't know if they have those anymore. I don't I don't know. I think you just put the whole Warped Tour thing to rest, but I heard the yeah. cruises were pretty baller. Yeah. When I saw that shit, I wanted to go so bad to do something like that, but yeah. <laughs> you could definitely do something that's like – it's like rock the ship or something. It's like a – like um, 
I don't know who I forget. I don't even remember what if it's called that, but like there's a company that like throws like a rock show, and you just see all these like biker people and like metalheads that go on this cruise for like a week, and like a bunch of fucking metal and rock bands and all that yeah. shit play. I think it's like Rock the Ship or something, but they take a uh, what line is it? It's like they take a carnival cruise and they just slap their fucking promotional fucking cruise on in front of everything, and it's like, oh, that's that's the fucking cruise. Oh wow! Yeah, those things would be fucking sweet to do. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, especially when you get to like fucking hang out with the people who are watching your uh, your show and shit, and you just yeah. like, drink with them and party. What's it called? Yeah. So like, so speaking of touring, like, do you do you how do you and Pure Noise work with getting the opportunity to put you on the road and to possibly um, to somewhat like kind of get an idea of who you want to tour with and what your possibilities are like for someone who is like still in this industry getting their feet wet and sense yeah. or maybe like the average person who just doesn't really know like how how does the label and and your band correlate that opportunity for you to be okay. on tours where that's, you want to be that's a great great question because a lot of people kind of have a misinterpretation i feel they think that like the label has things to do with touring and no <laughs> right no, the label has nothing. The label's done like in terms of like touring, they they don't have any say really. Like it's it's all uh, booking booking agents. So we you know, we're under Sequel Music, and um you know like they have their connections with the whole you know alternative scene it seems. So you know um our our booking agent you know they get opportunities. To like they get I guess they get like emails being like there's tours coming up submit you know for bands and they can put in the name for youth fountain but I think like um you know like a booking agent can only do so much you could submit for for like hey you know youth fountain we're on do this but I think it's ultimately up to like when a band gets like oh this band's available uh, obviously the band has to you know decide if they want to bring on that band and maybe the manager has a thing to say and stuff like that so I think that um it's it's ultimately it's ultimately just like the the booking agents that have a that play a part in making tours happen, really. So uh, yeah, and in in my experience, at least it seems that the, the label the label is just like you know just uh, distributing the music, and you know they're good with like marketing. They're good yeah, with like marketing. putting money forward. They're essentially a bank. Yeah, Most yeah, and like it, it, it looks cool to be on a label, and like a lot of people follow the label, and you can be known, you know, through 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 their YouTube or on their Instagram and stuff like that, which is cool. But like that's kind of like seems like what the label is really for, and obviously with financial, if if there's any like tour support or you know like to if they you know they they help invest in your project, for sure. but for um for 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 shows and stuff it's it's literally just all the booking agents <laughs> so, yep yeah. and you can have more than one booking agent because usually when that happens it means that they're 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 specifically set up for different tours yeah. within different countries like exactly, if you wanted yeah. to go to the eastern hemisphere and go to japan you would have a different booking agent than you would have for someone if you were touring if you had a booking agent for canada yeah yeah exactly and uh for for what we have it it seems like it's just uh we have one for for the USA. Uh, Canada has been like our booking agent kind of has like some things to do with Canada, but mostly just the states. Um, even for when we did the Europe, well, well the Europe thing coming up, like we I just got an email being like, hey, Corey Wells is looking for uh, an, an act to, to to you know to open to, to uh, support and to co-headline in a sense is what it looks yeah. like. It was just super random. <laughs> so awesome. So yeah. <laughs> 
um, that, that, that's pretty much my experience for, for all shows so far. <laughs> that's so cool, dude. I think, I think, uh, it'll be definitely not too long before you're in the row in the States and stuff, because it, I, there's, de I, there's definitely a lot of, um, ways that I'm seeing bands starting to slowly like having problems because it's so early on, you know, still trying to reopen everything and such yeah. that like by the time like you're ready to come to the States, maybe everything would definitely have a concrete plan of how to go through everything because a lot of these bigger bands are really struggling. Um, yeah. With now, now you have to provide um, vaccine cards, which is fine. I'm fully vaccinated and stuff, but like, yeah, they don't know what those numbers are going to be like when you know the tour shows up and everything so it's still kind of like a gray area of getting you know fans into these venues and such yeah so so i've heard and like um i don't know the the fact of just like kind of like not not playing too many shows at this as at this moment isn't 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 the worst thing in the world cuz like you said it, it's still so still super early and i think that the cases apparently are still happening and there's like a lot of you know there still are deaths but it's it's for people that like aren't vaccinated so i've heard <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah it's it's like i said it's such a great area and stuff and like i i think i think it's going to be pretty self-explanatory when this drop this album drops and people are going to want you to they're going to start demanding you dude so then you know yeah. that's more like a buckle up kind of thing <laughs> exactly yeah i mean fuck i'm like I said, I miss I miss touring the states, and I miss like I don't know, I miss seeing new shit, and miss traveling, and I miss doing that stuff, and like having a good time with like my my bandmates and stuff. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it, and I really can't wait to be back and and see like familiar faces too, and like fans that have supported the project for a while. So God, yeah. that's awesome. I think I think what's great for you too is like during these times, like um, especially being an artist like yourself, like you have like your 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 side project which is like the legend of you know <laughs> yeah, zelda in a sense where yeah, you're yeah. creating these custom masks and shields and shit it's so fucking dope dude i was like <laughs> no way is he like really replicating the pitch like it's it's perfect it looks just like majora's mask bro <laughs> thanks man like, yeah i mean that's just been my job of like, I don't know. I just work for myself, you know, and I just, I've, I've always been like, uh, I don't know. I, I like to be creative and I like, I like all things art artistic. And I just, um, I don't know. I've always been, I've always been into woodworking too. Um, I'm actually going to be making a few like, um, wooden album covers and stuff. If any, like, uh, yeah, dude, no way. Yeah. That's yeah, bought, so dope. Yeah. It's cool. I bought one of those fucking, um, called like a computer numeric control machines and you can like do like yeah you, know, you can make like custom wooden like signs or like you can even do like three-dimensional stuff and like it's just like this like router that just carves shit for you it's really hard to kind of get wrap your head around because i'm i'm not so like you know intelligent with a lot of computerized shit but um it's been sweet it's it's super cool you can like uh uh, you can, the, honestly the possibilities are endless with technology now with like carving dude shit. seriously so all you have to do is go to instagram and go to legend of xanon and yeah. you will definitely see all of the masks that you create and shields and such and dude it's, yeah. it's very precise though so it's like it looks so fucking real who who are your um who who mostly buys from you like people who do cosplay or are they yeah, just fans of the and like yeah. honestly just a lot of 
a lot of like Zelda fans. I don't know, like a lot right. of video game fans. And I've I've built stuff for other people that like wasn't Zelda related or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I um, I've always been. I, I just love the art in a lot of Zelda games and shit. And like I don't know. A lot of people love Nintendo. A lot of people love, you know, artistic. You know. Zelda, like replicas of stuff so yeah <laughs> it's been fun it's been cool i've done it for a really really long time now i guess i started you could see like a lot of my older work and i'm progressively you know always trying to craft and get better and better every time so yeah Dude, man it's been it's super uh, fucking cool i'm i don't know if you're a huge fan of Yu-Gi-Oh, but if you did like the millennium like Dude, items, i here. love Yu-Gi-Oh, man <laughs> holy Dude. shit that was like i was so fucking into Yu-Gi-Oh, like I was obsessed, bro. Like you, dude. I have I've been spending so much money on Yu-Gi-Oh cards over the pandemic, man. I've like been collecting <laughs> off of Troll and Toad. I've been like I'm still ordering Yu-Gi-Oh cards, man. I'm so fucking jealous. I just did that a couple of years ago, right? So, dude, I was like, I sold all my cards when I was a teenager. Yada yada yada. I wanted some money. Wanted to put stuff in my drum set. Then I was like with a friend. And I was like, I'm gonna buy just random packs of Yu-Gi-Oh cards, like just random oh, packs, like old school Legend of Blue Eyes. Oh, you um, did, eh? Pharaohs, Pharaoh's servant. servant, yeah. yeah. Um, and then some Matt ruler. Some yes. Um, Matt, uh, uh, um, there was another one. The, what was the green pack? I think that was uh, there was Metal Raiders and Magic Ruler. Metal Raiders, Magic Ruler, Legend of Blue Eyes, Eyes. and Pharaoh Servant. I bought all of those. I think I bought like together like twenty packs because I wanted to build a deck. Yeah, but but were they first edition or not? No, they weren't first edition. Yeah, they couldn't have been first edition. (laughs) No, they weren't first edition. That's why I bought them. But I did pull a Blue Eyes. (laughs) Oh, from Legend of Blue Eyes, eh? I and I pulled a Dark Magician of Chaos. I was like, what the fuck, like. They're the best cards in the goddamn deck or yeah. the set. Yeah, um, it's funny actually. This is hilarious, but I'm actually gonna be making a Yu-Gi-Oh play mats, like wooden oh, ones. Let's go, dude! It's I- awesome, man. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be starting to do those. Hopefully, hopefully before Christmas, because um, I don't know. It's gonna be it. it I, no one's ever made wooden like like play mats for either Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, that is true. Maybe, maybe even for um, a Magic the Gathering, but with the machine I got, um, me and my roommate were thinking about doing like the whole, you know, that have like a Hyrule, like not Hyrule, Hy- like Egyptian hieroglyphic kind of stuff. Fuck on, yeah. On the Yu-Gi-Oh play mat. So I don't know. I, I'm I'm pretty excited about that. So hopefully people buy those. <laughs> I used to nerd out on that stuff all the time, dude. Like they they would come through the mall, they would have these competitions, and like you had to beat like three people in a row it was like uh, it was like a small it wasn't like a tournament tournament but it was like you just played these people in like suits and ties it was very strange i think like they were trying to like replicate like pegasus like his like his people it was insane so it was like so i did that i played like i beat the three people easily my deck was insane dude before all the cards got banned like mirror force got banned and all this dumb shit and um I, I lost to the to the head honcho guy. He had, his his deck was so good, dude. He had like three gem. He had, oh, Gemini twins. Oh, the Gemini. Gem- Gemini elf. Yeah, Gemini dude. I should show you my uh, Yu-Gi-Oh card collection. I've like, you'd be like shocked at like the cards that I got. I would be in awe, dude. Because like that shit is like my whole entire childhood. <laughs> I, I should just I should just quickly show you. I should just quickly. Fuck yeah, show you. absolutely. I can't I can't remember. The last time I actually played someone too, because Yu-Gi-Oh's evolved so much. 
that I just like don't know how the rules go anymore. I'm like, about to flex on you, okay? Dude, bet please. This is a DDS blue eyes. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, man. Bro, you gotta get that rated. It looks so crisp. Uh, the surface there's a there's a small little scratch on it, but um, I definitely spent a pretty penny on eBay on it, but uh. <sighs> Yeah, dude. I want to get it graded, but... Oh, dude, like, like small chub right here, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, buddy. Thank God nobody can see that. Yeah, I don't know if anyone can see, but I got, um... And I got, like, uh... There's a DDS Exodia. Oh, I'm so jealous. I, 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 I got... I've been collecting m many cards. <laughs> Are those God cards, like, real? Oh, you got the dice, the promo dice. Jinzo, yeah. he's banned now. <laughs> yeah. Fucking one of the best players. Tune Blue Eyes. Man. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been um and um, I don't know if you've been up to date on like Yu-Gi-Oh lately, but um, there's been um, there's been like a few like new like tune cards that have come out and shit. Mm. I don't know. It's pretty I, sweet. They're fucking sweet though. I I I miss playing the game. I just don't know how the I don't know how the game works now because it's evolved so much. Yeah, like dude. you can play one card and like all of a sudden it evolves into something completely different within like the same turn. Oh, dude, one hundred percent. I'm trying to. Uh, I pulled this uh, ghost rare of um, Dark Magician that, like, I think like uh, goes for like over a thousand dollars now. Dude, it's in. It's absolutely insane. But yeah, so I'm I'm a complete nerd, as you could tell. Oh, me too. There's something we can relate with. But <laughs> if you start if you start making those Millennium items, I'll be the first person calling you. Like. <laughs> yeah i mean i've thought about it too because you can like 3d print all the parts and stuff like that and like obviously i could just like make a mold out of it and then paint them and stuff but um a lot of people do make them already but mm -hmm. um i thought about making them just just for fun just for myself but maybe one day when i have the time <laughs> yeah did you have, i mean because like you found it's gonna blow up soon so i mean like you might not have time to do that at all do you I'm... have do you have uh did you have, did you ever get any like weird requests like uh, that people were hitting you up for honestly nothing too crazy i think like surprisingly not i mean like somebody somebody gave me the idea to make like a youth fountain like wooden album covers and honestly i thought about it more and that's why i wanted to do it so it's, I, genius, I, I don't know. it's pretty it's pretty niche and i think like obviously like maybe like really dedicated fans that love the project would support me and buy something that i made for them so I don't know. I'm always open to making new stuff, though. And like like I said, it's like kind of my only real source of income because music doesn't really, you know, it never really pays that much. So. It's, it's hard for it to pay that much. <laughs> it's really fucking hard, dude. But nobody's done that, dude. That is such a sick niche. Like a wooden yeah. fucking album, man. Like I have yeah. never seen that ever. Yeah, that's why. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, maybe no one's done it because maybe no one thinks it's cool. But <laughs> I, I think it's fucking cool, dude. Like, yeah, <laughs> I think it's cool, but um. I'm excited. I hope. I hope. Um, I'm gonna make like a limited run of like the letters album cover and the keepsakes album cover. That's so, so awesome. if anyone wants them, the they'll only be available for a limited limited time. So yeah, <laughs> that's super cool. How do you feel personally as a musician when you hear somebody say like a band is underrated? Like, what what do you take into perspective when you hear that word? Like, this band is underrated or this artist is underrated? Rated. I I feel like not a, not enough people are hearing the music and <laughs> not enough people are 
no no one's kind of like given the band a chance you know and like just season like yeah whatever like they're just like yeah they just that they, they sleep on the band you know like it's a positive thing like it's like oh like this is a band that has deserves more recognition in a sense yeah, yeah definitely yeah. that that is what it means and right. it just makes me feel like well how do i get more people to listen to the music how do i how do i expand how do i how, how do i reach more of a wider audience i don't i don't know what to do you know <laughs> yeah i mean neither do i i do a series on tiktok where it's like bands that are underrated and like nine times out of ten the video blows up because it's in the huge agreements that these bands are underrated and then i can't wait to do one of youth found when the album comes out or i can do it right now with one of the singles but it's like yeah. the video will blow up i can tell you that right now but the thing is is like like especially with like the like the one that like really hit fire was Roy from Dayseeker, and like i think collectively it's like there's a lot in common between Dayseeker and Youth Fountain. Collect like they're definitely two different genres, for sure. But you guys have a complete different sound within that respective genre. Like like Dayseeker's post hardcore, Youth Fountain's pop punk. Okay. But the sounds that you both produce and you write is very unheard of within mm. your genre too. Like oh. you have a lot of grit to your tone, and Rory has like a lot of spacey ambient stuff. So it's like that's not really like use as much with the structure of pop punk yeah in a sense which i, I think mean, that's I, why it's cool that the band sticks out more so than others more of the times yeah. i mean I, I i feel like i've tried more so to sound more like emo than pop punk you know i try to like because like when i think of pop punk i think of like the bands that sing about their town and pizza you know like yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's what i think of pop punk and like singing about a girl you know and singing about i don't know that, that's when i that's when i think about pop punk when i think about email i think about being really sad and like hating life you know like I don't, that's like the kind of vibe that i kind of that i've kind you of definitely felt. put that in the lyrics with these least two, with these last two singles there were some pretty oh, dark I, lyrics within these, these and like all my stuff that i've written really kind of is that and i think i don't know uh, that, that that that's kind of more so when i I guess the kind of genre of pop punk that I guess I've kind of tried to hold to. And maybe that's what makes uh, youth fountain kind of stand out a little bit more is that, I don't know we're we're not as like the happy neck deep sounding kind of stuff, you know, or like, I don't know. That's just my opinion. I, I yeah. think that I'll probably always, I always like to lean towards a little bit more grit and like a little bit more aggressive. It's just kind of like what I like. No, I that's what I like too because I'm I'm a really I thoroughly enjoy like the in your face. That's why I like Deadlock so much. Like I love the in yeah. your face, the grit, like like you have like you have a vocal like your vocals have something that a lot of people don't have. Kind of like what Johnny Craig had and you can't really replicate Johnny Craig. Like you can't really yeah. replicate Tyler Zanon. Like it's essentially the it's same kind realm. Of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I don't know. And um i'm excited though to see on this new record like what songs kind of do the best because like i said there are a, there's a few like you know more aggressive sounding ones there's some like you know more pop punk like in terms of more like catch catchy melodic songs so i don't know I'll, I'll, i'm kind of intrigued to see what people really like the most out of this record mm -hmm. and a part of me is kind of like well i want to do what people really like despite you know the stuff that i really like Cause like the stuff that I really like, I guess I kind of like the more aggressive kind of stuff, but like ultimately I do want to, I do want to 
have more people enjoy the music. I, I want to expand and I want to, I, I want to make this a career at the end of the day. You know what I yeah. mean? Cause I would love to do music full time. I would love to, I would love to just have this, my job, my only job. And I, I don't really know what that's going to take to do that, but um, I, I'll keep trying. And um, I'm hoping with this next record, it kind of, it kind of helps catapult the band a little bit more and, and maybe shows showcases what, what kind of music I should be focusing more on writing despite doing what I love. I mean, at the end of the day, I'll still write songs that like I like and the songs that I actually enjoy. But well, as you should, you know. Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, if 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 a lot of people are like, your popular stuff's cool, but you should really stick with like the more gritty, aggressive stuff. Then like, I, I will listen to fans. I will listen to people's opinions. As you should. You should always listen to. If people don't like something, there's probably a reason why they don't like it, you know. <laughs> and, right. And like, I I wanna I wanna do stuff that people do like at the end of the day. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, everything you've done has been very likable and loved. Like, and for a perfect example of this being like in an emo sense, especially lyrically, this is what caught my ear when I was listening to it. Yeah. When it was released, um, it's from it's from Scavenger, so it, okay, just, yeah. it, it just came out fucking because um, i watched the music video for it which was super dark it was so sick if yeah. happiness comes in waves let me drown it in its undertow yeah like dude uh, yeah that's thought, pretty dark that when that came when when that came into my mind along like, yeah, i guess back in like late 2017 18 i was like that's a cool lyric i fucking love that <laughs> dude it that. is dark and i love it like yeah yeah i thought that was kind of cool i was like man i was like you know as cliche so many bands sing about like fucking water and like undertoes and shit like that and like i was kind of thinking i was like fuck is this kind of cliche so many bands sing about you know i've heard that in so many songs but i'm just like i don't know it's a cool lyric lyric fucking i guess i'll keep it in (laughs) i'm glad you kept it in because it fucking makes sense dude like it just it definitely gives a good representation of the song in itself like looks like it's trying to like you're trying to reassure yourself in this song maybe yeah yeah exactly yeah. i think it was a, a super existential crisis song when i was writing it i was like wow. definitely in a really dark place and um you know i've struggled my whole life with you know depression and you know <laughs> life in general so yeah. when i was uh it was it was definitely in a, in a darker time writing that song but you know i still you know whenever i am writing songs it's usually dark <laughs> it's usually darker i've never I don't think I've ever written a song where I'm happy. I don't think I ever do that. I can't. I don't know why. I just can't do it. Whenever I'm trying to write a song, if I try to write a happy song, I can't. I just can't do you just it. Just can't come out. It's like you're forcing. No. You to, it's like you're forcing to lie to yourself. Like I, 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 I can't lie to myself. Like I can't write no. this happy song right now. No, I, I, I genuinely wonder if I will ever write a song that like where i'm like happy i i think i dude ever since i was like a you know 12 12 years old or 13 when i started writing like really shitty little little songs as, as a kid you know <laughs> even then it was fucking sad but then... <laughs> oh dude i can definitely relate to that i didn't i was never a vocalist but like i'd keep that journal and write some dark shit like trying to be trying to be a singer but dude i mean it's just that's that's your niche bro so like i mean it's just who yeah. you are as a as an artist so 
Yeah. I mean, who knows? Who knows where I'll be when I'm like 35 or 40? Who knows? Maybe I'll fucking write happy fucking country songs or something. <laughs> <laughs> or like uh, dude, you never know. But dude, a lot of people can relate to these lyrics too, which is which is another thing too. Like I could definitely relate to some of these lyrics, and it's like like perfect example I think with "Bring Me the Horizon," and um, I think I think it's like happy. Like that, that like I remember listening to the lyrics. I'm like, is this motherfucker? Like, I it just screams sarcasm. Like within this song, like oh, it's yeah. just like you're not happy. You know what I mean? Like, so it's just, um, that like I just I I love those kinds of lyrics. I love that kind of personal touch to totally. the song and stuff. And throughout this album, for when it's released on November fifth. Um, keepsakes and reminders um what is there like a a told message or is there like a specific vision that you want people to kind of grasp when this thing drops i mean i I feel like when i was starting to write it um i didn't really have any idea of like what like if the what album art could be like or what a theme could kind of be but like as i was collectively writing demos and ideas um there was a song called dark gray and the in the chorus i talk about um what was the lyrics of something like uh i've been finding like pieces of her in keepsakes and reminders so i was kind of like there was that was a song like a lyric it's a very it's a very chick song it's a very girl song <laughs> i'm sure you'll, nice. you'll, you'll, it's coming it, it's coming out with the record but um i don't know i thought it was kind of like um I don't know, a cool visual of like when like relationships end or even friendships. Cause I talk about a lot of like friendships ending, um, uh, relationships ending, uh, de- like, you know, just dying in general, of like death and when life is over. Um, that's kind of like the whole thing. And, you know, dealing with death of loved ones and stuff like that. And I don't know, it's, it's all very sad <laughs> in that kind of sense. And like, you know, when you're kind of just left at the end of a, something that was good or like memories of better times, old photographs, little like trinkets and stuff like that. And like, you know, have you ever had those kind of moments where you just kind of think back and you're just like, fuck, I miss those days. It's like a reminiscent kind of album. There's like, there's nostalgia in the, in the lyrics. There's all that kind of stuff. So when I was thinking about that, I was like, I don't know, maybe it'd be cool to have like a little album cover of just like fucking like trinkets like on like a floor or something like that. And then I kind of like just collected old antique items and shit like that. And that was kind of the whole theme of like a, I think uh, that was kind of the idea <laughs> that I had. And I thought, I thought it was kind of cool. I thought it was like a cool little idea. Then I, I stuck with it. So that's kind of, that's kind of the overall message. Maybe not in every single song that's on the record, but uh, enough to, to be like hey that's cool enough to be like an album thing you know <laughs> yeah no i mean the album art looks incredible um and for yeah. it to be related to like you just said like you're taking it back like don't you want to go back to those days when you like think yeah. about it There's, i've had plenty of times where like man i wish i could just go back to these days and they're very specific memories so but yeah. these items on the album are drawing from that memory yeah stuff like that yeah i don't know i think it was kind of kind of a cool little idea so that 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 was that that's kind of the the overall message so to speak (laughs) dude that's incredible i mean i'm excited for the album dude i mean these two singles kind of blew me away because um you know i've i've been a fan of it since i heard deadlock but it's like 
Because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be like one of those people like, oh, I've known you guys since this EP. No, no, dude, I found you guys a little later on. So, That's fine. I don't care. <laughs> which I, I know, which I'm glad too, because like, it you kind of help make my playlist sound good when I put them on Spotify. So, <laughs> I mean. I don't care whenever anyone has found out about the music that I've done. Like, man, I'll, I'll be stoked. I'm, I'm actually more stoked when I see new people coming around being like, I've never heard of this band, but like now I'm a fan because that makes me feel like I'm doing something right. Because I want to, I want to yeah. gain, gain and like, you know, it's cool to be in a niche pocket, but you want to expand and have more people enjoy what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Seriously. How, how would people, uh, in underground bands or, um, especially bands that like are fans of your vocals how would you suggest going to possibly have them having you feature on their music for their oh, releases I mean, i've had a, i've had a few people you know <laughs> hit me up and stuff like that i've i've featured on like really good friends is like eps or like singles and stuff um but when it's people that i really don't know and they're like messaging the band and they're you know offering to pay and stuff like that then like i will always consider doing a feature um it, you know it's it's another job that could could be you know i i could i could if i can make any kind of like financial <laughs> help doing seriously singing and stuff like that i'm totally into that um i have i i did a feature for a band called catapults that should be coming out sometime this year um and like that was a paid gig so if anyone ever wants to pay me to feature in a song i will definitely do it because uh yeah i, I mean I, like i said my only other job is just fucking wood carving and fucking it's hard to be living in this day and age so i will gladly use any kind of thing that i can do to to support my rent and bills that i have to pay <laughs> well i can't wait to tell my band to hit you up so you already got me oh yeah dude, dude. if you need it i'll do it <laughs> oh dude we're we're the stuff we're writing is cool but like we're trying to get a lot of guests that came on the podcast to kind of feature on the album um but you're definitely and like that's the thing too dude like i see like for this podcast like it's just an opinion off of like how i go about these guests like like if i have a guest on i just truly believe in the music like there's this band called what makes sense i've talked about it plenty of times dude they sound like um they're so underrated but they're super super young they they sound like uh wonder years mixed with state champs mixed oh, with cool. neck deep but it's like the like their their discography is pretty good but the song they released recently was like damn this shit's a bop hopefully it's like that for the near future but Sweet. you know just try to talk you know good music and let the audience like have an opportunity to dissect who you are, who these people are, and then essentially like go to the music and see what happens from there. Um, Cause you're dude, you're, you're absolutely killing it. I just, I just can't wait for this album. I think, I think this is going to be <clears throat> a nice like shockwave to the pop punk emo scene. Be like, wow. Like, this is something completely different. Like that's how I view this album. So Sweet. Far. I mean, that's, that's the goal, man. <laughs> that's the goal. I hope I'm just like, uh, you know, I've worked super hard to try to, you know, keep doing what I love. And, um, mm. you know, at the end of the day, like I love doing what I love, but I want to, I want to reach more people. I want to, I want this to, I want the project. 
I want this album to do better than the last one, at least, you know, because right, exactly. uh, that's the goal. That's, that's even if it's like one more stream, you know, if there was like a way to see a graph and it was just a little bit better then like, fuck, that's a win to me because, uh, you want to, you want people to be giving a shit about what you're doing. You want people to be, you know, finding your music. You want people to, if you're working so fucking hard every day to try to make it happen, you, you know, yeah, even if like, you know, you love what you're doing, but if you're, if, if you're not kind of like gaining anything from it, it's like, it makes you kind of question. It's like, should I be doing this? Should I be, should I be trying to find like a real job? Should I be doing it? Cause sometimes right. I, you know, sometimes I'm like, I don't know. I know people like love, like love the stuff, but it's like, fuck, I hope I can, hope I can support myself. I hope I can do this. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, I don't, I want to, I want to kind of give you some reassurance because like, I want to fucking, um, like explain to you like what happened with me like my band like i don't want to talk about my band but i'm just giving you an example like we're basically nobodies like we were on warp tour it's fun we're my my band members are talented but the story of this is like so i started doing the tiktok thing and like we we basically quit as a band but basically like um i posted one video on tiktok it was like this is the next generation of pop punk and it was like seven eight bands and i put our band in it um we went from 200 monthly listeners on some on uh, Spotify to like 7,000 within like two days. Wow! So it's like, fuck yeah! It's cr- it's cool, it's cool, but that also like kind of showed them and myself like, oh, maybe we are that good. You know yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, you know, it didn't. You know, now it's back down like 2,000 monthly listeners, but essentially, um as long as your music is getting out there and it's being heard dude like dude it's it's really great stuff and i can easily seeing it being like i'm not gonna put it on a pedestal but i just know that i can see a lot of good coming from this album when it drops um yeah it's just very incredible already for the first two singles thank you man yeah i mean I, i definitely tried i fucking worked my ass off to make it happen and you know i it's just a matter of finding the right ways to market it and promote it and get it heard. And, um, yeah. that I'm sure your team is working really hard with you too. Yeah, totally. And, um, it's just, uh, you know, that's the ball game. You know, there's so much more to, to being in a band than just making music. And like, that's the only thing that like, I really know the most of what to do is just to make songs and like, you know, just to have the ideas come from my head and that, 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 that's what I, that's my strongest suit. But when it comes to promoting and knowing how the fuck to get people to more people to hear it, um, I guess, you know, it, it, I, I don't know much. What, <laughs> don't know what yeah, about. seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Neither do I. I just like, I tell people I'm like the guy Fieri of fucking alternative music. I have nobody knows who I am, but I have a mustache and I recommend like really good bands. So they're like, <laughs> I don't know who this guy is, but he looks ridiculous and he knows his music and guy fairy looks ridiculous and he knows really good food so there's definitely like i think i'm just gonna call myself like something correlated with guy fairy soon we'll see though <laughs> well you gotta be wearing like the fucking flame shirt and stuff though you gotta <laughs> so i have a mustache and he has a goatee with like what like bleach blonde fucking spike tipped hair oh so I have a mu- all right. So I'm gonna dye my mustache blonde. No, I'm gonna dye my mustache a color that's like obnoxious, <laughs> and then like wear something that also looks obnoxious too. I don't know what it is, but purple mustache and um, I don't know. 
<laughs> purple mustache and like a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that screams pedophile. <laughs> like, I don't know if we should fucking su- He has good music suggestions, but I don't want to talk to him in person. Like I just thought of this the first thing that came to my head. I was like, I don't know, purple mustache and a trench coat. Yo, there goes George Powell, his fucking creepy ass trench coat. What's he got? I just like opened it up. It's got, I got like, yo, do I have really sick underrated bands in these fucking tr- CDs? Yeah, yeah, like, you want to take a listen, dude? All the CDs, like, all like, in the jackets. Yo, I got really good tunes. You want some? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, that's funny. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> god dude yo i talked to this dude on a podcast he's gonna be yeah. like the next guy fieri but he's gonna look like a fucking pedophile when he fucking <laughs> comes around dude like <laughs> amazing oh buddy oh god i mean is that not the stereotype for a white straight pop punk male in our scene <laughs> a fucking pedophile <laughs> So you see him at like fucking like a music festival, <laughs> and no one wants to talk to him. Nobody wants to talk to me. I start going into the pit. People start walking away from me. It's like Moses with the Red Sea, dude. I just start walking. People just move yeah, the fuck exactly. out of the way, bro. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Fucking a. Oh man. <laughs> I don't know how tall you are, but if you're, like, really tall... <laughs> I'm 5'11", but I feel like that's tall enough to be something that's tall enough. like that. I'm, yeah. I'm, like, 5'6", I'm like at, like, on a good day, so I don't know. I'm, I'm not very tall, but, like, being close to 6 foot, that's yeah. good. Trench coat, purple. 5'7". I'll put, I'll put, like, fucking some kind of boots with fucking extra inches yeah, on it, is. so I'm hitting 6'1". <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Wow. My mind was just blown. <laughs> just stare i'm just gonna be the stereotype fucking pop punk guy my lord yeah. um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh. i interview bands that are like we'll just do skype we won't talk to you in person I'm like okay that's fine <laughs> I, I mean ha- have you ever done an in-person like uh podcast yet or no uh, I, i'm buying a lot of equipment right now so we're definitely gonna oh, be yeah. doing it soon for sure that's cool yeah, this episode will be out way before I release this video, but like I gotta start doing stuff in person too. So like I'm gonna go to Dance Gavin Dance um on the second of October in Philly, and I'm oh, gonna like and I'm gonna um ask people how well they know Dance Gavin Dance lyrics because and but it's specifically John Mess's lyrics because like his lyrics. No one are, knows what the hell he's talking about, dude. Exactly. Like, there's no way. Like, so I'm gonna be like. If you can say this is a lyric and you can tell me what song it's from and you can get five in a row, I'll give you their album like signed or something. I don't know. So I don't know. But no way it's going to fucking win. Are you doing like an interview with Dance Gavin Dance or? (sighs) No, I wish. I did an interview with Sergio um, from Idola. Idola. Fucking incredible musician. But that band's fucking doing really well with that album. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How did you listen to it? Did you get a chance to dissect no, it? No, I haven't. I've heard of them. I've heard of them. I haven't I haven't listened to their stuff, though. Yeah, Search. the album's called The Architect. It's really not that bad. It's really fucking good. Like, Sweet. Yeah. Cool. I'll check them out. I mean, I, that's cool that you're going to dance, going to dance, though, because um, they're, they're definitely a long-time 
band that I've listened to for <laughs> since I was like for like a young teenager. So that's really cool. Oh, so they're like one of your main influences. Uh, I wouldn't say main influence, but I mean, my older brother, he fucking like loves them. It's like his favorite band for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I grew up with like, uh, I grew up with him listening to like the original, like uh, downtown battle mountain and like all this stuff. And he always like, he always, <laughs> he always fucking, he's a huge he stands with uh, Dance Cop and Dance, and like I, I like I like a select few of their songs. I went to go see them with Under Oath probably like a couple years back, oh, and, and they're a fun band to see live, man. They're fucking insane. <laughs> yeah, they're trippy. That's like I I had to explain this to someone. I was like, it's like progressive music, but if you take acid, like that's basically yeah. what Dance Cop and Dance is. Yeah, they got their they got their funk in there and fucking crazy ass I don't know breakdowns. There's the John Mess is screaming and shit like that. Wiggly uh, wiggly fucking guitar shit guitar. that like nobody Lyrics, knows what's like, going have on. Absolute, they make no sense. I mean, sometimes I wish that I could just do that and just write fucking anything, <laughs> absolutely anything that comes to your mind, which is which is cool. You can literally <laughs> just write down like I'm gonna eat this cereal. Fuck, yeah. I'm late for yeah, my exactly. that's, like, that's a lyric. yeah that's dude a lyric. and it works for yeah. some reason <laughs> is that actually a lyric by them oh no absolutely not okay, like because that sounds like it would be <laughs> here i'll here i'll do a test since like since i've already done the segment i'll, I'll give you a test right now and see if you can fucking just oh, I, all you have to do I, is say yes or no that's all i won't know any much of anything especially if it's newer stuff but uh Maybe I'll try to find some older stuff then. Yeah, maybe like anything from Downtown Battle Mountain or even Downtown Battle Mountain Part 2, maybe. I w- or uh, I'm probably not even much. I, I probably will fail this instantly. Oh, that's okay, because I already failed and I tested myself. Um, so, you <laughs> I can't say it without laughing. Um... Fuck your ass. I don't want your cereal. Oh, dude. I don't know. <laughs> what song is that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, I haven't like researched the actual, um, here, I'll tell you in a second. I'm just going to copy and paste. I haven't, see, that's what I have to do. I have to like research the actual lyrics. Cause like, I love dance, Gavin dance. I'm not a massive fan. Like, I'm not yeah. going to like say, uh, oh, I love this band stuff. It's from elder goose. Oh, okay. I, I, I remember that name of the song, but I, I would not. Half the time, I'd have no idea what the fuck he's even saying. Like, like I can't understand him. So, <laughs> so funny, dude. Yeah, so I gotta do my research and like pick the song and stuff. But it's, but nobody knows. But yeah, so essentially, live shows are coming back. Um, uh, what do, what do you have uh planned for after the the album is released on the fifth? Do you have music videos coming along with it as well that you're either working on or they're in the bank and such, or what's going on? Yeah, I mean, I think on October 14th or 13th, somewhere around there, we're going to have our next music video for the next single, which is nice. a little bit more of a pop punk for sure. It's it's less post-hardcore sounding and more of like a, it's it's very pop punk, the next single, which it's catchy and I really like it. So that's the next one. And then um, I think like a day before the record comes out, we're releasing our live session that we did. So people can buy tickets for that and kind of watch like kind of like on demand of um, us playing our live set with all like our new singles and stuff like that. And I I actually mixed it and I uh, mastered it and it's I'm really happy with how it sounds. It's fucking I actually I like listening to the live session we did more than the actual album. So, (laughs) yeah. Wow no yeah, way I mean, 
I, I think the album's cool. I love it, but like, there's something about the way that like my voice sounds in the live session that like mm-hmm. I just I, I like it more. I don't know. <laughs> I, I highly encourage you to to check it out once um we announce like tickets on sale and you know um i think a lot of people dig it so i'm excited about that and um anything after that though i think there's another single that's just like a lyric video we'll be releasing i think like a couple days before the record comes out and then after that it's just kind of celebrating this record promoting it pushing people to listen to it pushing all the songs and then um hopefully we release like a deluxe edition of the record as well with like the live session that we did like for people to listen to on like spotify and itunes because like i really like the label likes it too they thought that it sounds good enough to make like into its own thing <laughs> so yeah Dude. so people will be able to hopefully listen to that and um that is the europe tour and nothing else really planned after that maybe i mean hopefully a, a u.s tour happens you know after that crossing my fingers for that yeah no that'll definitely uh, happen we'll do this in person when that happens for sure totally and um and maybe i'll do like a acoustic ep part two i might do like with the new singles and stuff do like a whole new acoustic ep that'd be a lot of fun um and then honestly writing new music on the side that'll be that'll be it i already wrote one new single that um, i'm super stoked on so uh i'll just keep writing for the next record or maybe even the ep i don't know probably a record but uh yeah fuck yeah absolutely um but again i think i think this album is going to be a huge banger coming out of the fucking gates when it drops on november 5th um tyler from youth found please go check out uh that band on spotify all streaming platforms it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be a really good fucking listen and check out their old stuff His, his music is on the next gen pop punk playlist that i have um which is being updated all the time and such but um i appreciate you coming by um i'm really, really excited for this album um it's been, a, it's been a pleasure it's been a lot of fun dude absolutely and if there's anything you need or if there's anything we can collaborate on you know let me know yeah, and we'll yeah definitely dude, fucking I mean, work together like i said i'm always up for um you know a little bit of a paid gig for doing a guest vocal so um uh you'd be supporting the hell out of me doing that and helping me uh buy some food so <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah, and you'll be helping us by making our music sound even better than what it already oh. is <laughs> so I'm, I'm anything to help man anything i can do and yeah I, I always love featuring on bands as uh singles or something like that so hit me up